Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Let's hear a round of applause, our live show, our second live show here at Agave and Vine. And I'm joined by none other than my esteemed fellow diehards associated with UH football like no other. And that's, of course, the Lao Lao head himself, Shane. Thank you, everybody. Let's go. Let's go, folks. Let's go. And Sean Iman. What's up, everybody? Go, Bows. We got a guy that's been to every stadium. I want to bring him up. That's Mike Barker. Everybody give a hand for Mike Barker. So, Mike, you are wearing the Rainbow Warrior shirt. You are not from Hawaii, but you have adopted this team as one of your own as well. And tell us why that is. You guys are... It's, you guys are make me envious of what you have here. Uh, you know, I've traveled to every college. I've been to a game at all 131 FBS schools. And they like their team. But you guys have things stacked on top of it. You have no pro teams here. You have the Hawaiian culture. You guys affiliate a lot of positive things, aloha spirit, with the team. And so coming from places where people just look at it, if their team is not performing the way they want, they're ready to throw them. Uh, aside, you guys are there. You know, I've been watching all off-season old Aloha Stadium games on YouTube, and you know, a four and seven team, they win, and, and there's fifty thousand people, and there's confetti and things all over the field. So it's just it's infectious, and you know, the fan base, you guys have been great to me, and I try to use my platform to bring attention to good people, and you guys are great people. We love you. You're the man. Thank you. So Mike has been to every single FBS, every single football bowl subdivision school. So right now there are 131. And he's been to how many FCS? And that's the next level so far. So 47 out of 130. Um, my, if I do 17 a year for the next five years, then I will hit that. It will be 261 Division One schools in a 10-year period, and there's not another human being oh, on no, the planet that close. has done that. So, not even um, you know, we like to accomplish things, and then competitive people like to move the goalposts. So, um, I could just hang out in Hawaii the whole season, but I've decided to go places like um, Missouri State and um, Duquesne, who you guys are playing week yeah. two. So, we want to, and that's what makes the tour fun yes. because if I just concentrated on the lower schools or certain schools. It wouldn't bring the same thing. So I'm going to the Iron Bowl, Alabama. And nice. I'm, but I'm also going to a stadium in Rapid City, South Dakota on my birthday that has 350 car spots where you can watch the game from your car. Okay? So we like this variety. So that's the goal. But uh, I had a rule before the COVID that I was going to come to a game in Hawaii every year. Did that 2017, 2018, 2019. COVID got in the way. The Hawaii Bowl last year, I was sitting in the parking lot 15 hours before the game. They canceled that. So uh, no Ireland, Nebraska, uh, and uh, Northwestern this year. We're back in Honolulu, and we're going to go check out Ching Complex here. So. so Mike as well, like we said, he has adopted uh, our team as one of his own as well. And he's somebody that has been excited about the Vanderbilt game for since it's been announced, really. He's been talking about on Twitter with all his followers. Um, 
He interviewed me even um, during the, the summer, so we got to talk a lot about it. But um, you've been to Nashville, you've been to their stadium, you know Vanderbilt, you know some people associated with their program, and just talk about what Hawaii can expect from them. So this is not a good team. Uh, they went 2-10 and ten last year. Their season opener, they lost to East Tennessee State, which is an FCS team. They lost 23-3. to uh, They only scored 30 points one time last year. That was against UConn. They won 30-28. to uh, They have a second-year coach. They're rebuilding their culture in the same way. So, you know, on the other side, Hawaii has the lowest returning offensive production, 25%. Obviously, we know what happened with Coach Graham and all that. So, this is a it's an even match as far as what you think could happen we were talking a little bit earlier i was talking with uh lao La head and um i don't think vanderbilt can score enough to win and so i think the the key number is 28 points of course mm. this can all go up in flames okay. very quickly so let's all keep that in mind but but i expect uh timmy chang to have some offensive packages yeah. that cause problems throw up some fireworks and vanderbilt has a trouble scoring if Hawaii can score 28 points, I think they're going to win the okay, game. Yeah, I like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know Mike Barker is giving us some motivation already for Saturday. Uh, but talk about, too, the culture with Vanderbilt. Are we going to see some of their fans? Are we going to see some tradition with them? I know they're SEC team. Are we going to hear SEC like we did in the Sh- Sugar Bowl, which we don't want to hear that anymore? But. Um, what you know? What, what kind of culture do they bring as well? I think they'll chant like GPA, you know, because it's a very <laughs> academic school. If you're looking for a three-word, um, you know, I went to their season opener in 2019. They played Georgia, and they sold all their tickets to the Georgia fans because they could pay for the rest of their season tickets. Yeah. So by the third quarter, the whole stands was barking like dogs because it was Georgia. So uh, I don't, oh, I, no. I don't know very many people that are coming to this game, uh, Vanderbilt to okay. Nashville. So I don't expect expect them to have any uh, significant crowd presence at the game. Uh, and I think that if Hawaii jumps up early and we can get the crowd, and I'm saying we now, um, if, the, <laughs> if, the, if the crowd could get into it and, and, and uh, jump on that momentum, they're not an offensive power, uh, firepower team. So I like Hawaii's chances. Awesome. All right. So Mike Barker giving us uh, some hope there. First to 28, I guess. That'll be it. It's like the Barker's... Uh, Barker's philosophy. So we're looking forward to that. That's Saturday, 4.30. We're going to be there at 2.30 for the green. So make sure the green. Also, um, we're going to have some cakey, fun activities and less more comedy. It's like all the things we talked about before. Finally happening this year. That's great. Um, Like opening less more comedy. So... Hey, if you're not, even if you don't have a ticket, are, are you going to be able to get in? I'm not sure if people are going to be able to get in without a ticket to this stuff. I know for the green, you have to have a ticket. Okay, yeah, that's right. Brad, Brad, here's Brad in the house. So all of us went to the green rally last last Saturday. It was an amazing event. If you don't have a ticket to the game, you guys can go there for free. They have food trucks, big screen TVs. If you want a VIP experience like a high sports fan tour, they do a $40, I think it's $40, and you get a nice seat in the shade. Oh, it's the ESPN event we're talking about. It's, yeah. it's all sponsored by ESPN Honolulu and its uh, company. Oh, okay. So that's the one at University... University. It's at the Varsity, varsity Building. Varsity. For all you old-timers, that's where the Varsity Theater used to be. I watched Memento there in I 2000. <laughs> but uh, yes, Varsity Theater parking lot. Some of you might have been there last week, Saturday. Um, how was that event, Shane? You were there as well, right? Oh, yeah, I was there. It was hot, but it was good. 
there's uh, full bars, which is good. There's uh, just, it, I don't know. I, I might be biased, but just to be around <laughs> yeah. other fans, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a secondary, it's an extended family for me. You guys well, that's like are, right now, are right? yes, you guys are family. So I love hanging out. I would do anything for you guys. Well, maybe not anything. But <laughs> you know what I mean. But I love you guys. Well, we have to shout out someone who is who is the the, the woman of the night, and that's uh, the birthday girl herself. Oh, Terry. Uh, but we gotta shout out Terry for being here with her man, letting him letting him uh, you know on her birthday come here. So big mahalos, Terry, and happy birthday. Happy 21st birthday, Terry. Happy 21. You can finally drink. Um, well, we got some... Jamie, go in the house. What's up back there, Jamie? Jeez. We got some longtime fans. Uh, we're just excited about just who's going to come out to the game. We said it's going to be a capacity crowd at TC Ching. It's sold out, so go find some friends or get on StubHub or something. I guess there's a secondary market now for... UH football, which is a very strange thing. Oh, but Milani Theaters. Is awesome. Oh, Milani Theaters. $15 for the lay flat if you can't get in. If you guys want to go and see the game at the movie theater, it's $15 for the lay flat. Pretty good deal at Milani Theater. Yeah. Coppola, and I think another one. I would, yeah. I would fall asleep on that, I think. Lay flat though, in a movie theater? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That seems a little intense. That's very dangerous, but hopefully the game is not a sleeper anyway, so keep people up. If you are here live, you can join our raffle. If you haven't filled out one of our uh, sheets over here, come and fill one out. We're gonna do some prizes later on, but you know, also anybody has anything they wanna say. This is gonna be one of the shows where, uh, you know, we're gonna let some people give predictions. So this year, you know, like we said, a lot of us, you know, are, are staying pretty even-keeled with what's going to happen this year. But Shane and Sean and I, if you listened to last week's show, we gave our predictions. Um, we kept it real, like we do every week on the show. But, of course, we're going to be there on Saturday to join all of you in the stands and to get crazy. Uh, but, you know, as game week approaches, there's a lot of different feelings. We all are excited about this year. We're all excited about where we're going to go. Um, but we're going to have to be honest. Last week, Sean and I uh, decided that our team would, would, you know, struggle a little bit this year, but still managed to get a solid four wins, um, which is, you know, not as much as we usually get. Um, Shane here was a little bit more optimistic at five wins. So I have to ask him first, is anything going to change over the week for you? Well, I'm feeling pretty good hanging out with all my closest fellow diehards. So I changed my prediction Ooh. to 10 wins. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I just can't. I just can't. It, it, it might be just the beers. Thank you. Shout out to Agave for hosting us. But, yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. But I love Timmy. I love what he's doing. I love the brotherhood. So I have high hopes. But I know... Saturday, nah, I better not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put the guarantee, but uh, I feel really good about Saturday. The guarantee that we're all going to be there yes, cheering us on. I guarantee we'll be there, but I feel pretty good about Saturday. I feel really good. All right, so Sean and I, um, all three of us, did predict a, a, a defeat, unfortunately. A close one, at least, in our first game. Um, but the three of us have been to practices, and we've all 
been, uh, you know, following everything that's been happening in the offseason for the most part. And, you know, we want to stay tempered. We want to, we could be surprised as well. But, Sean, I got to ask you the same thing. What about anything changed for you since last show? I heard that uh, Vanderbilt's line is pretty, pretty big. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm just excited, excited yeah. to kick it off. And, you know, we, we got to sell out. So get there early. Yeah. You check out the concert. It's, it's going to be a good day, a good time. All right. So either way, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I think it's going to be a season that's going to require a lot of us to be there and be positive and excited, regardless of what happens. But the first game will give us a chance to have some fun before 2.30, be there for the green. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, um, you know, the green, like we said, we said on our show how many times for the years, we have to start with a concert. The best game before that was Rebel Soldiers. Yeah. Which, um, you know, UH realized that that's what you got to do if you want to bring more people out, start bringing out some bands. That was the best game in 2017, and that was our three and nine year. And Rebel Soldiers performing was one of the best games ever at Aloha Stadium. And that's another thing, losing Aloha Stadium, and we can't take that for granted. It's a, it's a huge thing to lose our stadium. That's our, been our home for our entire lives. So this is truly a new era. Is anybody in the room sure that we're going to a bowl game this year? How about yes, that? Okay. Yes, LA Bowl. <laughs> okay, and anybody that's not drunk think that we're gonna go to the LA Bowl. I mean, if we go to the LA Bowl, which would be amazing, it's at SoFi Stadium. Who would we be playing, Brad? I don't know, but I know it's gonna be awesome because SoFi is a spaceship. Is. If you haven't been to SoFi Stadium, you're missing out. It's the ultimate football experience. Hell yeah, it is. So by stadium, you got to be there. And hopefully, Hawaii could be playing there in the L.A. Bowl. The Jimmy. (laughs) The other game that is uh, hosting at SoFi is the FBS National Championship. That's right. So, so, you know, you want to get crazy delirious here. (laughs) Yeah. So that's right. Um, But if if Hawaii went undefeated this year, I mean, and, and Michigan went undefeated. What is the scenario of us going to the national championship? Michigan would have to go undefeated. Literally everybody on our schedule. Vanderbilt would have to win the SEC. And we could be in there. That's all. Sure, sure, we could make it. I'm just trying to find a specific route for us to make it. But we're going to shout out people at Agave and Vine. But talk to us about Agave and Vine as well. Talk about the, the good people here and, and um, the owners and the family that's been very accommodating to us here. Yeah, we'd like to shout out Chip and Jules for letting us come and uh, host the gracious hosts to this and they host our uh, Seahawks um, Go and Hawks. A, yep, NFL Sunday well, so, allow that, I guess, I'm yeah sure. so if you're a Seahawks fan come down and watch it with us the Honolulu Seahawkers this so. is the president of the Seahawkers yep. of Honolulu right here. Um, but yes so Mahalo Gabe and Vine um, you can be, if you're a Seahawks fan too I got a segue into Seahawks are playing at the Rams this year at SoFi Stadium. Don't even go. But we won't talk about the defending Super Bowl chance. We'll talk about uh, the fact that you can come with Hawaii Sports fans. That's what we do. So if you're here today, come on a tour with us. You can even go to the Seahawks game. It might not be pretty this year. You know, we talked about a lot of this on the show is that college football has changed a lot. And it's obviously now that players are able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness and Things are changing, especially, you know, for mid-major teams like ours who are not battling for national championships every year. But, you know, Mike, talk about, I think, what, what is it at mid-majors or at any level that's not power, especially now that 
you know, Big Ten and SEC are basically breaking away as the only power schools, but what is in it for us, for the rest of us? Well, I feel like there's a lot of, especially on Twitter, there's a lot of chatter that college football is being ruined. And, you know, part of what I do with my tour is I concentrate on the things that are constant. The fans are constant. The stadium are constant. The players are constant. And there's going to be an element there. I mean, that you talk about how much emphasis is put on high school sports. Well, you don't have very many small schools drafted because they identify this talent early. So if everything is going to be concentrated on the upper level, what is left for everybody else? There's a path. I mean, you saw Cincinnati go to the playoff last year. All they did was go to Notre Dame and beat Notre Dame. So you just have to have things line up. Now, it's getting hard. Uh, we see what's happening in the Pac-12. We got USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. I mean, that's ridiculous. But everything changes. And if you look at, you know, it, it was the Pac-8, and then it was the Pac-10, and then it was the Pac-12, and they're talking about the Pac-16 and the Pac-20. So we have to evolve. And if we concentrate on what our team is capable of doing, what is a reasonable expectation for a successful season, then we can have fun and have uh, enjoyment as a fan. So don't compare yourself to Nick Saban because that's not in reality. Um, go undefeated, win every game, good things are going to happen. Look at a team like Boise State. Look at a team like Appalachian State. They are on the cusp of possibly UCF. They went undefeated in 2017. They got a Big 12 invite. So good things will happen if you win. So win, support your team. Who knows what could happen? That's right. So this year, you know, for, for sure we'll need all the support we can. It'll be nice to be... Uh, you know, on campus again and have more than just water to drink. I guess that's another thing. Uh, but Shane, Shane, I know a lot of us are going to be in the Mount, what end zone? Are, uh, Diamond Head, yes. Diamond Head end zone. So if you're an end zone person, yeah. you're going to be able to find <laughs> I've never sat in the end zone in my whole life. Um, I've always loved sidelines. I love high up so I can see. You know, the action, the plays develop, the, the receivers breaking open. But what really makes me excited about this season is that we're going to be sitting next to the opposing fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And uh, I, I'm humble. As you can know, I'm a very humble fan. But I, it's all in fun. You know, with football... Trash talk and football go hand in hand. As long as you don't want to act stupid, like you, we all seen all these videos about people getting into fights. It's all about love, man. It's sports brings people together. So if I offend any Vanderbilt fans in the audience, <laughs> I, I I I apologize in advance. But it, I don't mean it in any harm. It's because I love you. I tease you because I love you. But I just hope you guys lose. So let's go. Let's go. All right. We got to get the team on. They better be listening to this, some motivation. Uh, Timmy, we got a text from Timmy today saying he saw the Vanderbilt offensive line. What did they eat today, Timmy? Come, let us know about this Vanderbilt offensive line here. You said they're a little bit large. Say on average 6'3", 6'4", 260, 270. They had lunch buffet, at least two, three plates each, yeah. So So you're saying they're going to be... They're maulers, yeah. (laughs) They're maulers, yeah. Uh, All right. All real nice kids. Um, Had some families in this couple last uh, last couple days, too. All real friendly people. They're really excited to check us out and stuff like that. Oh, so there were Vanderbilt. Yeah, I've had Vanderbilt people in all week at work. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, families, uh, equipment people, assistant coaching staff, and they've all been super excited wow. to be here. They said everybody's been very friendly, very nice, and stuff like that. So, wow. You know, I talk a little trash on the side, too. Like, you guys come all this way for an ass whooping, <laughs> but it's nice to have you guys here. So, so we're talking to Timmy, who... Some, this is actually the other. We'll say this is the Timmy because the Timmy Chang's favorite bartender. Timmy Chang's favorite bartender, who he said out loud was this guy. So how did how did he feel when the coach shouted you out like that and called the coach? I'm not one to brag. I'm, I'm humble. I'm humble like Lala Head. I, I I just make my ties for a living. That's it. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool, uh, Coach Chang. And if you if you ever jump, go to Duke's, go look for this guy, Timmy. Um, obviously. You know, a lot of tourists are going to be there, so I'm sure he's seen everybody. And uh, Vandy, if they're in the house, they're in the house. So hopefully, it's always like Shane said, it's fun to have a visiting session. I mean, that is a part of the college football atmosphere, about the culture. And when we travel, you know, that's what we do. I'm more excited heading into Saturday, having them in there all week. Talk a little BS with them up up until coming to Saturday. Especially with the parents, because, like, the kids, the players themselves, they've been very quiet, laid back. It's the parents that like to talk BS, you know, all that (laughs) stuff. So it's it's fun to be able to talk BS with the parents while the players stand sitting right there with them, yeah. But other than that, they've all been very nice, very welcoming, and stuff like that. Cool. So uh, Vanderbilt in the house on the island. They got two more days to get sunburned and some kind of crazy waterborne illness that will hit them. And then we'll see what happens on Saturday if they all show up. But we're not wishing anything upon them like that. We're just saying anything can happen in Hawaii. But we also got Zeppelin in the house. Zeppelin. Zeppelin. How old is Zeppelin? Zeppelin is. 10 years old. Oh, introduce yourself as well to everyone. I am Joy, Zeppelin's caretaker. Ah. Slash boss. So Zeppelin are, are Chihuahua, I'm assuming. Okay, pure Chihuahua. But very quiet and nice Chihuahua, so strange. But um, Zeppelin is very cute. And um, the thing is, you know, people like Joy and the rest of our fans here um, are all hardcore. So I want, that's why I can ask any of them questions. So Joy, I mean, you've been, we've been talking about the football season coming up. And uh, I know you have some feelings as well. So talk about what you're, just what you're looking for this, to this season. Oh, I'm just excited for something fresh. Mm. It's exciting to see the, you know, the, I want to say kids, but the yeah. players. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting to see the players, local kids, and they're excited too. So if they're excited, I'm excited. There you go. <laughs> Uh, mahalo, Joy. Um, you know, the thing is, uh, that's uh, what we love is the excitement. Like Shane and, and Tim, you're talking about, it's like the whole week, it builds, it builds, it builds. So we're going to see a lot more, um, you know, people tomorrow probably calling us for tickets. I, I, This is the first time in my life people have been calling me for tickets for huge football, honestly. It's like, where were you the last 20 years when I asked, offered you free tickets? But now you like, buy, okay. Um, but that's a good thing when we make demand. We created a demand and hopefully it expands even more when we as we create a like like joy was saying something new it's a new era with timmy it's gonna be we really don't know what's gonna happen i mean anything can really happen um we will note that dave reared in today in today's paper and shout out to dave who's a a guy who's been around the program a long time he's also a voter in the ap so he predicted a six and seven record for uh this year which would be, would be a great record i mean the first year of Rolo's first year, Rolo went six and seven, then won the bowl game to go seven and seven. And that honestly was one of my favorite years ever of UH football. Um, that was the year we started in Australia. I went to Michigan and 
lost both of those games, and we came home and played Tennessee Martin and got our mojo back. So we do play Duquesne this year as well. Uh, we do have an FCS team on there. So um, not to say that we need those teams, but it's good to have games like that on your schedule as well to balance it out. Uh, but a new coach is, is always difficult, period. It doesn't really matter. If, if Timmy inherited the team that came back from last year, it'd still be a transition. Um, you know, and this year it's hard. I mean, losing our quarterback is a, is a major deal, but as we know, had we not lost him, we probably wouldn't be starting a new we'd have. Um, and that's something I'm thankful about, but it's a new era and it's just one of those things at UH where we're always, you know, dealing with a lot as fans. So this year we're gonna deal with um, what we have, but at the same time, we're, like Joy said, we're looking forward to new events, new surprises and celebrations. Uh, but this week as well, uh, next week we'll have another game. We play Western Kentucky next week, so if you can't make the game this week against Vanderbilt, go buy, just go online now and buy a ticket or go buy season tickets. They still let you buy season tickets. I think season tickets were, especially in the end zone, were reasonably priced, um, especially for T.C. Ching's quality stadium, uh, which is not high, but at the same time, it is our temporary home for now, but we might be building on it as well and expanding. Um, and, you know, Jamie over here knows all the inside scoops, but we won't ask him for all the secrets. Uh, but we know the Board of Regents is, is, um, has approved the expansion of uh, TC Ching to 15,000, and that's by next year. 17,000. So 17,000, so double the size, basically. So that'll be great. Um, slowly growing the, the, the program back. I think losing Aloha Stadium was a huge loss for us. I mean, let's just talk about Aloha Stadium. How much do you miss Aloha Stadium? Let's talk. A lot. Introduce yourself to the other crowd. I am Ruel, and I miss Aloha Stadium a lot. I'm going to miss all the tailgating memories that we've held there. Yes. Tailgating was a highlight of the football yes. season. Yes. I agree. And it's gone. Yeah. What can we do? Yeah. Oh, Rhino's right, okay, because tailgating was, and it still is a huge part of our culture, and that's the thing, it's like, keep preserving culture is just as important as preserving, and is winning, because our culture is what keeps people coming, like Shane said, it's like, being around the sport, being around other fans is what motivates them, it has nothing to do, we're not playing a game right now, we're just here as fans, so preserving this culture, and being able to build upon it, but tailgating I think is something that we definitely need to work on and find a solution for. Um, you know, other schools, they tailgate all over the campus. They tailgate on the quad, they tailgate in the parking lots, they tailgate on the medical campus. You know, they do everything on other campuses. So we need to do that as well and, you know, keep up with the rest of the schools because tailgating is important. Uh, I mean, Mike, just talk about tailgating in general, what you see at other schools. I mean, some of them show up days before. Uh, you know, Texas A&M has what's called Midnight Yell, what happens on Saturday at midnight, so technically Friday night. Uh, Ole Miss in the Grove, you know, the world's largest cocktail party, Georgia and, um, and Florida and Jacksonville. So it's one of those things that, and especially, we're all West Coast fans. So I grew up in San Diego, and... Um, 
there's not a college football culture on the West Coast. It's not like that. And so when you go to the South and you go to these places, Big Ten country, you have daughters going with their dads. You have the the know more about college football than sons in California and Hawaii. And so it's one of those things that it's an event. I, I can give you a story. There was the FCS National Championship, and uh, it was heavy rain, and some of the people that came all the way down from Montana decided they would rather sit in their Winnebago and watch the game than go into the actual game. Huh. So they were so impressed with the Texas tailgating culture out there. So um, it's one of those things that can complement the product on the field. So uh, maybe you have a team that's 3-9, and nine, but they're building something. If you can make it into an event, like we're talking about at Aloha Stadium, how it was, it's something that will make people want to come and get them excited, get them to show up, make them go in the game. Maybe they'll have a great impression. I mean, you went to a game in uh, Sun Devil Stadium when you were young and look what that sparked, you know? So that's what you need. You need it to complement the product on the field. My first um, real game actually was Timmy Chang's first start um, as well as at the Sun Bowl in UTEP. I don't know if you guys remember that game. We lost, what, like 41 to 9. Um, my dad was getting mad at the end. People were yelling at us. But it's El Paso, so we expect that. But it's an amazing cultural experience to go to a road game, period. Even going within the Mountain West, you know, and the other Mountain West schools. You know, some schools are a little bit different than others. But uh, now I've been, I know Fuchsia's been, and a lot of us have been to all the other Mountain West schools. And well, Mike has obviously been to every Mountain West school as well. And there's a, there is a little bit of difference, but we're seeing a change. And this year, speaking of San Diego, they're building a new stadium. But they're keeping tailgating and everything, right, as well? Yeah, I mean, it's, you, uh, San Diego has such symmetry to Hawaii because both Qualcomm and Aloha Stadium got uh, condemned at the same time. Uh, San Diego went and played in a soccer stadium in Carson for two years. Uh, next week, they'll be opening a brand-new 35,000-seat Snapdragon Stadium. Yeah. Hawaii is playing. It has the contrast here. So it's, it's interesting to see how things played out. I will say this. I did visit Snapdragon Stadium in the offseason, and I didn't like it. Uh, and this is hard for me to say as a San Diego native. It's a very cookie-cutter, generic soccer stadium with very small uh, video screens. And so for me, if we're talking about the ideal situation for Hawaii football, okay, we got to be at a track stadium for a couple years, make the best of it, create the culture, create the tailgating, bring the winning back, the pride in the team, and build the best possible new Aloha Stadium and make it a spectacle that people want to go to, yes. fill it up, and not just take the shortcut. And that's how I feel. I feel San Diego State went the straight line as possible to get something done quickly. And I don't think it's attractive, so that's my opinion. I mean, that's, that's, that is something that um, is interesting because that Snapdragon Stadium, obviously, people have been talking about how fast it went up. Um, they also took seat licenses, basically, from people. So it was basically treated like an NFL stadium. Um, Snapdragon is about to host the most attended uh, NWSL game between Angel City F FC and San Diego Wave, uh, women's soccer professionals. So... A lot of it was built that, right, like she said, for soccer. So our new stadium, they're trying to put a soccer team in there as well. Even though, uh, do our politicians know about soccer? Not sure. MLS at least, but USL, I would love to have an MLS team here. But USL team would be great as well, especially an NWSL team because we have great uh, women's soccer players in Hawaii that could play on that team. So, yeah, we have legends like Natasha Kai, of course. Um, but, you know, the thing is, a lot of stadiums, it's, it's political, right? So... Even Aloha Stadium shutting down was political. 
Qualcomm was really sad. Even I was sad seeing Qualcomm. They, they tore it down until it was just the video screen. That's it. It was just standing as one column. And then they just, well, they knocked that down too. But, um, you know, it's sad because that was a part of an era. Obviously, in that stadium, San Diego, Hawaii won the Holiday Bowl in 1992 and defeated Illinois. And like Michael Carter said, so easy. And I asked him about it this summer. If you saw that um, on our IG, at HI Sports Fans. Make sure you're following at HI Sports Fans on IG and on Twitter. Um, but that culture is something that we're trying to preserve in Hawaii. Is that same culture we had in the 90s and something that uh, with our rainbow as well. And a lot of people are wearing the rainbow in here, and I just want to say one of the things that I like to see, and a lot of people agree with me, is a throwback game, a throwback uniform game. So, Coach Chang, if you're listening, the other Timmy, we need a retro game. We need a retro We need retro uniforms. We need to have the rainbow back. Because that is a part of culture. I mean, ultimately, that's a part of culture. It's not a part of, it's a part of a connection to, you know, the past as well. Well, how about the SEC has the Auburn Tigers, the LSU Tigers, the Missouri Tigers, okay? Why is the Hawaii rainbow cool? For a lot of reasons, but it's also a natural phenomenon, okay? How many teams have their mascot named after a natural phenomenon? We got hurricanes, and they all have negative connotations, right? (laughs) Destroy neighborhoods and houses. You guys have the rainbows where you literally drive down the freeway, and look, there's the logo of our great team. So people want to, some people want to be stubborn and say it's associated with a certain thing and limit themselves and yeah. that's unfortunate so to me embrace something it's yes. unique yes. and that's cool yes round of applause for that yeah. embrace the rainbow that's who we are we are the rainbows yes well check out Mike uh, at CFB Campus Tour on Twitter as well he also um, writes for CFB Home and interviews people so if you're a college football fan, go check him out and follow Mike. He's been a great fan with us, for us as well. Um, I feel like we haven't let Sean on the mic for a while, so Sean, come, come say something, Sean. How, how's your voice, Wayne? Uh, it's still around. <laughs> okay. It's kind of there. Um, yeah, rainbows. Like, we should, we should wear that for homecoming, and yeah, Jen just told me that homecoming is the Duquesne game, so... Yeah. Like, yeah, we need the players in the uniforms, too. That's right. That's Mike, right. Mike's got it on. That's right. You know? Yeah, rainbows. A reason a lot of us are so connected with the rainbows is it's people like Sean and I at, and Shane. And we've been there. We've been sitting in the stands with our grandparents and our parents for a long time wearing that rainbow and what it means to us. Um, but how do people react nationally to the rainbow? It's about 50-50, honestly. And yeah. so... Um, Again, you, you put out something and, and you yeah. got the Twitter trolls will say one thing. Yeah. But uh, every time somebody will say, there'll be a tweet and it will say, put out a photo of the best white uniforms. And when you put the white retros, especially the ones that were worn at Ohio State in 2016, I mean, people love them. You put them in the, the team store, they sell out instantly. Yeah. So um, you, you guys have two great logos. Yes. Mix them both in. Yep. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, I highly endorse that, that statement. Mix up the logos. There's something we're lucky. It's something that's a part of our branding and something that is, you know, a part of our history. Um, I think a lot of people in this room have been fans of the team for, you know, decades or have fans, have family. You know, like everything for me goes back to my grandmother, and that's why I started Hawaii Sports Fans was because of her and her memory. And um, I think the fact that she is a woman was pretty cool, too. I think that's a great part about our, our fan base. It's very diverse. And we probably have more, you know, that our grandmas are our biggest supporters sometimes. So I think that's pretty cool. A, a part of our history as well. Feel the wave of the garlic fries. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it. It's like the Stan Sheriff smell over here. No, Aloha 
Okay, Aloha Stadium garlic fries. Rowena over here making us miss Aloha Stadium, but it is, it's a huge, it's a huge part of our history that it's really sad that we won't have anymore. And I think that's why a lot of people are, you know, a little bit stubborn about moving into the new stadium as well. Shane, we're gonna do some final thoughts here before um, we close our show, but um, I wanted you to give your pitch to the people, because I know you have some rules that we all believe in as well. So let's let's talk about rules. rules There's okay. a few rules that really are pet peeves when people yes. don't follow them. So let's talk about some of those rules. What's rule number one, Shane? Okay, rule number one for Saturday, it's a green out, so please wear green. Green out does not mean wear white, black, gray, red, blue. Bro, come on, just buy one green shirt. Come on, Just wear tea man. leaves all yeah, over. Just tape up your body already. Right? And rule number two, which is the most important football rule of all time. Please do not do the wave when we're on offense. Please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't even Thank cheer you. when we're on offense. Yes. Don't even make noise. No sense. Especially people that decide to make noise when we're on offense and on defense. Get quiet all of a sudden. Defense is the when we yes. need to make noise. So hopefully the, hopefully the stadium also provides us with some third downs to get some involvement with the stadium PA as well. So hopefully... They were doing pretty good. They were. Last, yeah. last year they did better. We did the first down. We started that. Um, we also have a new Colt Brandon. Hopefully they bring that. We have... I do miss the Chihu Cam from... I have a lot of... If you remember Aloha Stadium, after the third quarter, before the fourth quarter starts, we had Chihu Cam. And then we would sing Masese together. So I think that's a pretty fun thing. <laughs> and it's local. But uh, this year we have been doing, last year we started singing, uh, was it Three Little Birds? What do we sing? Yeah. For Colt, Three Little Birds, right? Yeah. So you sing some Bob Marley for Colt Brennan and One Love, or we, One Love. And we, we, we remember him. Uh, yeah, it's not Shane Victorino, I guess. This is Colt Brennan. But, um, and hopefully this, this year as well, we see more and more um, memorials for Colt. I mean, he's the greatest yes. ever at Rainbow, and we miss him every single yes. day, for sure. This year, you know, we are moving into a new stadium, but are moving in with full force. People will have food to buy. You can, um, you know, it'll be more of a stadium atmosphere. So if you went last year and you were there um, for the New Mexico State game, but there's only a 1,000 of us that got to be there, or if you're at Colorado State when we won our last game of the year, to win on senior night was great. To send home those seniors with the win was amazing. So remember, we're on a winning streak right now, actually. Yeah. So let's keep that going. And we beat a good team, a Colorado State team, with 50 to 45. So, you know, it's a, it's a team that I think we can beat again maybe even this year. But it's another team that is going through transition. So a lot of transitions in the Mountain West. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to stay positive. But, you know, any last thoughts? We got a good crowd here. Mahalo for everyone for coming out and joining us at Agave and Vine. Mahalo for Ryan for helping with our technical setup. And uh, Rita for being a support. Uh, we got Jen in the house. Jennifer Smythe from Nakoa. Jen, what's going on, Jen? What's some rumors that you can let us in on, Jen? Anything? Jen, come on. So we got Nakoa in the house. We got the Board of Regents. We're just going to call Jamie the Board of Regents already. But we got some, uh, we got great, you know, support from UH, and that's another thing. I mean, if President Lasseter was here, he'd be taking a shot like he does with us basically every game before. So, 
you know, we got to keep uh, it strong. We got to keep people close. And I think that's what we're doing here. But final thoughts, Shane. What do you, what do you got to say? Let's go Bulls, man. Let's go Bulls. Good Saturday. And, and I want to put this on the record, okay? Okay, put it on the record. I, I was a big um, uh, opponent of Matlin, as we all were. But I'm going to say, I'm going to apologize to you, Mr. <laughs> Matlin, publicly, because thank you for hiring Timmy. I think you made the right decision this time, but we'll see what happens Saturday. <laughs> yeah, we'll see before we jump yeah, on yeah, the. Yeah, we'll see before we jump on the. I'm, I'm, the just, stoked. <laughs> yeah, I'm just stoked. I'm just he's stoked. stoked. He's he's stoked. He's stoked. We got Sean over here. What's your final? What's your final thought, Sean? If you don't have a ticket, too bad. It's sold out. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll see you for West. I don't have any tickets left. Yeah, Western Kentucky, but go Bulls. So get on there, get on that website. Um, well, since we're bringing up Madeline's name, probably update the ticketing website as well. Since we're giving it a lot, but uh, that's something. It's a little, it's a little bit. Uh, no other team in the whole country uses that ticketing system. But get on the website, eTicketHawaii.com. Um, yeah, it's something like Ticketmaster, kind of normal. But you know, we do a Ticket Hawaii which is hopefully a local company. Um, but in any case, jump on that website now. You can buy tickets. The tickets are, if you want to buy tickets, go to the website, you know, and they're so well for future games right now. So we'll, we'll put it out there now to secure the bag now, UH, by selling those tickets. It's been a good, uh, a good run so far for us at Rainbow Wrap-Up. We're excited for another year. We're committing to a show a week, Shane Agno and Sean Ironman. <laughs> we know you have a lot to say, so check us out wherever you have your, you know, your podcast. Uh, you can go get find it on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean. There's so many pod, whatever, pod places. But um, just go find us. The Rainbow Wrap-Up. Mahalo for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah.